You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. Hello, I'm Mike Moore, and welcome to this Thursday edition of the How to Win podcast. These podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. It's Thursday. Tag a friend. Let them know we're live. You can get us on Facebook, YouTube. You can also get us on Mike Moore Ministries page. And I want you to start transitioning over to Mike Moore Ministries because at the end of this year, we will solely be on Mike Moore Ministries page. Listen, I'm going to begin a series, a new series today. But I want to inform you of what's happening. I have pastored Faith Chapel here in Birmingham. We got a campus in Columbus, Georgia. But I have pastored for 41 years. At the end of the year, it will be 41 years and eight months. If you add the year that I pastored another church, then that's 42 years and eight months. So at the end of the year, I'm going to be transitioning out of lead pastor role, and my son is going to be transitioning in, and I'm excited about him being my pastor, but we're going to transition also the content in terms of what we're teaching on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We're going to continue to teach our Tuesdays and Thursdays podcast, but I'm going to emphasize more on leadership. So I'm excited about it. And so this series that we're beginning today is our last series before we transition, because in December, I'm going to be Thanksgiving in December. I'm going to be preparing for leadership and some of my leadership lessons. And then the first uh, Tuesday, the first Thursday in the new year, we will begin our podcast series. And the emphasis is going to primarily be on leadership. So this is going to be our last uh, series on Thursday. And it's a three lesson series that we're entitling the acceptable year of the Lord. You're going to be blessed. You cannot miss a session. It's three lessons, the acceptable year of the Lord. And our theme is faith for debt cancellation. God wants you to be debt free. And he also wants you to live a debt free life. Now, I know that there's a spiritual side and a natural side, but I'm not going to be dealing with the natural side of paying this off and paying that off. You should do that. You should get get good counsel, good advice. You should negotiate. You should do all those things. You should save. You know, you should pay off bills. I want to deal primarily with this, the uh, faith side, the spiritual side, and faith comes by hearing the word. So I want to build your faith for debt cancellation. Now, our background text is Luke chapter 4, 
verses 16 through 21. Make a note of that. Luke 4, 16 through 21. And I want to read all the way up, beginning at verse 16 to the 19th verse. We'll look at 19 through 21 in our next session. But it says, and he, referring to Jesus, came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah is Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Now listen at this. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Jesus is speaking. He's talking to his hometown crowd, hometown family and friends. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he, the Lord, has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. He has anointed me to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind. He has anointed me to set at liberty them that are bruised. And then he says in verse 19, he has anointed me. The spirit of the Lord has anointed me to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And I declare before you today that God has anointed me. Yes, me. He has anointed me to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Now, there are two prophetic words that I want to share with you, and we'll explain it later. The first word God gave to me personally, and I keep a journal, on April the 4th, 2020. At 9.30 a.m., the Lord said, all debts are canceled. All debts are canceled. Come on, say that after me. All debts are canceled. Come on, let's say it again. All debts are canceled. Four days later, April the 8th, 2020, the Holy Spirit said to me, I keep a journal, I write it down at 7 a.m. The Lord said to me, preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And that's why I say I'm anointed to do it. Yes, I am. I'm anointed to preach to you the acceptable year of the Lord. How can you be so bold about that? Because whenever God gives us instructions, he always gives us the grace and the anointing to do what he causes us. he commissions us to do. And he spoke to me and he told me to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And I began to preach it over in 2020 when we were in the pandemic and some wonderful things. We had people in their individual lives get out of debt. We owed some debt on our church and we got totally out of debt. Preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And guess what? I'm going to preach it. 
the next three lessons, I'm going to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And guess what's going to happen? The spirit of God is going to confirm the word. And guess what? God is going to get you out of debt. He's going to break debt over your life. I believe that. I believe it with all my heart. Something supernatural is getting ready to happen in your life, in your business, in your family, in your church, in your ministry, in your organization. Something is going to happen supernaturally. Now, each one of these lessons is three lessons. I have a subtopic. Our subtopic for lesson one is what is the acceptable year of the Lord? What is it? Our title, overall title, is the acceptable year of the Lord. The Holy Spirit instructed me to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Our subtopic is what is the acceptable year of the Lord. Well, I am going to give you in this lesson the historical context then we're going to connect this, this title to Jesus Christ. And then we're going to look at how debt cancellation will manifest in our lives, will manifest in your life. Now, listen at this. Let's go. Let's do some history. This term, the acceptable year of the Lord which Jesus quotes here in Luke chapter 4 is a reference to the year of Jubilee recorded in Isaiah 61, 1 through 2. I'll say that again. This term, the acceptable year of the Lord, which Jesus is quoting from Isaiah 61, 1 through 2, is a reference to the year of Jubilee. I'm going to say that again because we're dealing with the history. I want you to have the biblical historical context of this teaching so you'll understand where we're going with this. Jesus here is quoting in Luke chapter 4, we just read it. In Luke 4, 19, Jesus said that he was anointed to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Now, this term, the acceptable year of the Lord, which Jesus quotes from Isaiah 61, 1 through 2. Now, I want you to do your own study. I want you, when this teaching is completed, I want you to go and look up Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1 through 2, and you will see that Jesus in the text, Luke 14, 16 through 21, Jesus is quoting Isaiah 61, 1 through 2. Now, I want you to notice here something very important. This term, the acceptable year of the Lord, is a reference to the year of Jubilee. It is a reference to the year of Jubilee. The year of Jubilee took place every 50 years 
on the Jewish calendar on the Day of Atonement. It, the year of Jubilee, was a year of universal release of person and property. Now notice that. It was a universal release of person and property. The word acceptable in the acceptable year of the Lord literally means to pay off, to satisfy a debt. It means favor. That word acceptable means to pay off. And God wants you to pay off some things. You're going to pay off some things. It means to satisfy a debt. And some of you, you've had some debt. It's been hard for you to satisfy that debt. I remember years ago when my wife and I uh, first got married, we got us a Sears and Roebuck card, credit card. That credit card was so hard. No, no, it was not that Sears did anything wrong. Just for us economically, it was the hardest debt to pay off. And we finally paid it off. But guess what? You're going to pay off some debts. That word acceptable means to pay off the satisfied debt. It means favor. And we're going to get deep into that favor thing. The year Jubilee was a year to reset. It was a chance to reset. Sometimes we need to reset some things. It was a chance to start over. Do you need to start over? I know I can remember times when I needed to start over. I think everyone at some time or another needs to start over. It was a chance to reset and start over on the basis of God's provision. You see, some of the debt, not all, but some of the debt we've made has been made through decisions outside of the wisdom of God. But God wants us to reset. He wants to give us another start where we can base our decision making on the basis of God's provision and not man's economy. Now watch this. This was God's way. This year of Jubilee was God's way in the nation of Israel of keeping people from slavery and free from debt. Keep them, them free from slavery. God didn't want people to be in slavery. And he did not want them to be in debt. If you're in debt, you have a sin. We're not talking about debt as a sin, but debt is a form of bondage. And we're going to see that it is a form of bondage. And God doesn't want you to be in bondage. Now, let's look closer at this year of Jubilee. It is found, the reference is found in Luke 25, verse 9 through 13. Le Leviticus 25, Leviticus 25, verses 9 through 13. I'm going to read it in the New King James Version. It says, Then you shall cause the trumpet of the Jubilee to sound. Underline that if you're taking notes. Make a mental note of that. Then you shall cause the trumpet of the Jubilee to sound on the 10th day of the seventh month. Now watch this. On the day of atonement. 
So this trumpet would sound on the day of atonement. You shall make the trumpet to sound throughout all the land. Now notice, God said that this day of Jubilee would begin with the sound of a trumpet. And the trumpet would sound throughout the whole land of Israel. It was to sound, this day of Jubilee was to be to follow the day of atonement. It could not happen until the day of atonement. So on the day of atonement, at the end of that day of atonement, the trumpet was sound introducing the year of Jubilee. And you shall consecrate the 50th year, that's the year of Jubilee, and proclaim liberty, that's freedom, throughout all the land to all the inhabitants. So this year of Jubilee was introduced by trumpet sounding. And it will sound throughout the whole land of Israel. And God wanted all the inhabitants to hear the sound of the trumpet. It shall be a jubilee for you, God says. And each of you shall return to his possessions. And each of you shall return to his family. You notice it was a release of person and property. He says, each of you shall return to his possessions, that's property, and each of you shall return to his family, that's persons. Now watch this. The 50th year shall be a jubilee to you, and in it you shall neither sow nor reap what grows of its own accord, nor the grapes of your untended vine. For it is the jubilee, it shall be holy to you. You shall eat its produce from the field. In this year of jubilee, each of you shall return to his possessions. Now, I want to give you some insight out of the text that I just read. I read Leviticus 25, 9 through 13. Now, I want to give you some insight. And what we're doing, we're discussing what is the day, the acceptable year of the Lord? And the acceptable year of the Lord is a reference to the year of Jubilee. Then I read, read to you the historical context of the year of Jubilee. Now, I want to give you some insights from this year of Jubilee. The order was atonement and then... And only then, Jubilee. Jubilee could not begin until the Day of Atonement. In other words, God wanted relationship before benefits. I'll explain that further. On the Day of Atonement, this would happen every year in the Jewish economy, the high priest would take two goats. One goat, he would kill the goat and take the blood 
of the animal of the goat into the holy of holies in the tabernacle. The shed blood of the goat represented the payment for the sins of the nation, all the people. God instituted a system of animal sacrifice whereby an animal would take the place of God's people. God did not want to bring destruction to his people, but sin has to be paid for. So God instituted a system where we will kill an innocent goat in the place of the people. Their shed blood, the goat shed blood represent the payment for the people's sins. So the high priest would take the blood into the Holy of Holies, place that blood over the mercy seat, and the angels watching over and God looking down and the blood covered the mercy seat. God called it atonement. In other words, for a year, the people's sins were covered. When God looked down, he saw the blood, but the blood was an atoning blood. Then the high priest would place his hands on the other goat, the live goat, confess the sins of the people over on the live goat, and then take the live goat, that was called the scapegoat, into the wilderness, let the goat release in the wilderness to never be seen again. God had this system instituted to take care of the people's sins. The people's sins needed to be dealt with before the benefits could be enjoyed. So atonement always came before Jubilee. Once the sins of the people were dealt with, then God, justice was played, then God's mercy could bring benefits to the people. Now, this day of atonement, the key notes, uh, the, the keynote of atonement was death and sacrifice. The keynote of Jubilee, because the moment the atonement was made, the sacrifice was offered for the sin, then a priest would blow the trumpet. And the blowing of the trumpet throughout all the land symbolizes the year of Jubilee. The keynote of the year of Jubilee was joy and faith and rest. The people were to take the year off, the whole year of Jubilee, they were to take the off. The land was to rest and there would be no planting of crops. Now follow me. This whole year, there would be no planting of crops. But the interesting thing, and I'm going to move fast through this, the interesting thing is the 40th year, because the 50th year was Jubilee, but the 40th, 49th year was the year of Sabbath. Guess what? They didn't work that year either. They didn't work the 49th year or the 50th year. They were to rest and notice here, there was no organized harvest. The people could take from the field the food they needed that grew of itself. So now watch this. It was a year of joy. It was a year 
of rest, but it was a year of faith because the people, there was no organized sowing and reaping, and this was an agrarian society. So the 49th year, no sowing and reaping. The 50th year, no sowing and reaping. And then on the next year, after the year of Jubilee, they could sow their crops, but then it would take time for those crops to bring forth the harvest. So what did the people do? They had to trust God that he would cause the harvest to come of itself. They could go into the field, get the harvest that came without their efforts. Oh, I'm talking about some now. They could, and they had to trust God to bless them for almost three years, 49th, 50th year, and part of the 51st year. They had to trust God that God would cause crops to grow by themselves without any planting or harvesting. And guess what? He did it. He supplied their needs. Now watch this. The year of Jubilee was a year of release all slaves were freed. All debt induced servanthood was freed, released. In the Old Testament, when you owed a debt and you couldn't pay, your family, you, and all your property was sold until that debt would be paid off. That's what I mean by debt-induced slavery. Some people went into slavery because they were in debt, couldn't pay their debts. So that person had to go into debtor's slavery. Their families went into debtor's slavery, and all their possessions, assets were sold to pay off the debt. But in the year of Jubilee, everybody who was in prison because of debt, every person who had lost something because of debt, they were freed. Proverbs 22, 7 says the borrower is servant to the lender. So we see there's abundance involved in being debt in debt and overwhelmed by debt. But not only were the slaves released and those who were in prison because of debt release, but there was a redistribution of land laws because of debt. Everyone who had lost their inheritance because of the debt, every part of their land was redistributed and returned to them on the day of Jubilee. All the debts on mortgages were canceled. Every mortgage debt was canceled. All debts, mortgage debts, debts on their land, debts on their olive groves, debts on their vineyards, debts on their houses, every debt was canceled. You'll find that in Nehemiah chapter 5, verse 3, and then verse 11 through 12 in the New Living Translation. Nehemiah chapter 5, verse 3. And then verse 11 through 12 in the New Living Translation. Not only did the debts include mortgages and debts on all the land and all the property, but the debts would include taxes. All their taxes that they owed was paid off. That's Nehemiah 5, 4, 11 through 12. Nehemiah 5, 4, 11 through 12 in the New Living Translation. Now, listen at this. The year of Jubilee was wonderful because everyone 
was given a fresh start. Come on, say fresh start. Do you need a fresh start? Everyone was given a fresh start in business, free from debt. All the business people, all their debts were canceled. No one was excluded on the day of Jubilee because all residents of the land qualified. Social status didn't matter. It didn't matter whether you were the governor. It didn't matter whether you were a high-ranking official. Didn't matter whether you were a lowly tenant. Didn't matter who you were, social status, the color of your skin, the race, your race didn't matter, gender didn't matter, your financial position, you could be on the bottom, and many were homeless at this time. It did not matter. Everybody qualified. There was a complete, come on, say complete, complete overhaul of the economy. Wow, that is absolutely amazing. That's the history of the year of Jubilee. Now, we're going to connect it to, to you. So let's summarize. Jubilee, the year of Jubilee, was about debt cancellation. Come on, say debt cancellation. Come on, say debt cancellation. The year of Jubilee was about debt cancellation. The year of Jubilee was about restored community. Family members were reconnected. Family members were rejoined. Debt and, and finances had separated family members. Family members were rejoined. It's about restored community. God not only want our debts canceled, but he wants our community, family community to be restored. The year of Jubilee was about freedom from debt bondage. Think about all the people who were literally in bondage to people that they owed. They were in bondage. And I think there's so many Christians, you're in bondage to the people that you owe. Think about it. You can't go anywhere. Think about it. You can't decide, well, I'm just going to go over here. I'm just going to take this. Think about everything you do is centered around the debt. If the debt doesn't give you permission, think about that. You can't just walk away from it. There's so many people in Jew, the Jewish culture who were chained to debt. And there's so many people. I know there are people I'm talking to now. You're chained to the debt. Now listen at this. Jubilee is about freedom from debt bondage. Jubilee was about a new beginning. Thank God. God wants you to have a new beginning, a new beginning a new beginning, a new beginning. That is possible for you, Christian. That is possible for, it is possible. I don't care. You may owe everybody on planet earth. You may owe everybody. You may not see how in the world you can be free, but 
Jubilee is about a new beginning. I am telling you, God wants you to have a new beginning. And I'm telling you, you meditate on what I'm sharing with you. God is going to give you a supernatural restart, a supernatural start over, a supernatural new beginning. That the year of Jubilee was really about keeping poverty and inequality at a minimum and not allowing those conditions of poverty, inequality to exist in perpetuity. Perpetuity means throughout eternity, everlasting, to continue forever. God never wanted people to be in poverty. And some people live and die in poverty. God never wanted to be the equality that we see in the world. And for some, it exists into perpetuity. They will live and die with an unequal balance, but that's not God's will for you. The word God gave me is a prophetic word. All debts are canceled. That's what I'm sharing with you in these three lessons. All debts are canceled. Now, I'm going to walk you through it in our next session, what you have to do with that that word. I'm going to show you what you have to do with it, but I'm going to ask you a question right now. God said, I didn't make this up. God said, all debts are canceled. My question to you is, do you believe it? And you got a choice. You got a choice to believe what you're seeing. And I'm not saying what you're seeing is not real. The people you owe is real. I'm not saying deny that. I'm not saying you don't have to pay those people. No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, what do you believe? We're not talking about, we're not talking about manifestation right now. What do you believe? You got debts talking to you. You got debts talking to you. You got debts weighing on you. And then God, in that same, same frame of existence, speak to you and says, all debts are canceled. Now, here is the thing, the question I want to leave with you. Who do you believe? Who do you believe? Because you you believe someone or something, you believe the debts talking to you, the, the people you owe and all the stuff, the bills, and they're real. Or you're going to believe God. And God says, all debts are canceled. All I'm doing is sounding the trumpet. I'm blowing the horn. I'm announcing that all your debts are canceled. In our next session, lesson two, we're going to talk about Jesus as our jubilee. And we're going to look at this text here in Luke chapter four. What was Jesus saying 
in Luke chapter four. Listen, I'm so glad that we spent this time together. I pray that you have a great rest of the week and I look forward to seeing you next time. God bless you. Thank mm-hmm. you.